very grateful for Gordon Carroll because uh, I just, one of my favorite things is just sitting and listening to the stories from their life. And I've enjoyed so much uh, hearing uh, just this latest chapter of their lives and just some of the stories that are happening through his work. And so I've, invi I've invited Gord to just uh, be interviewed today and share. So come on up, Gord, let's welcome him. So you can take that mic there. So uh, two gourds you're having to deal with today. Here we go. Yeah. Coupling down. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Two thing, thing one, thing two. <laughs> so um, first of all, Gord, tell us exactly what you're doing these days with for vocation. Oh, okay. Well, the official thing that the school board would say is I, I'm an education assistant and I work in a life skills program. Uh, and life skills in the VSB is uh, the program we have for teens, young, uh, with profound and moderate mental disabilities and cognitive disabilities, or a combination of that and physical disabilities. So I work in a classroom with 14 kids, and there's seven SSAs and one teacher. So we're about two to one. And uh, yeah, I'm apparently a responsible adult, <laughs> right? If you can believe it, someone thought that. Not anyone I work with. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you see God at work in, in your job. Yeah. Okay. So um, I know a lot of people here have been doing a bit of deconstructing of their faith. And uh, I think that's actually a natural process and it's, it's called maturing and uh, things I believed when I was younger change. And then as I get older, they change and they keep changing because you have to adapt. Uh, surely we know more about the things we know as we get on and other things get thrown up at us that we kind of go, I can't keep that in the box. And so I grew up in an evangelical church and didn't really like it. And, uh, but you're taught partly because of the Protestant Reformation that it's all about your brain. You have to believe the right things and say the right things. And I probably was a young teen when I realized that can't be what it's all about. And then, uh, the next kind of jump was to thinking it's what you do that counts. Yeah. And so when I was a teenager, all I did was art. Basically at school, they just let me run free and I'd go to this project and that project and they figured out the nine or 10 courses that that was. And somehow I got convinced that uh, that wasn't a vocation that the Lord particularly wanted because it wasn't enough sacrifice for him and his kingdom to just be puttering away with paints and mm. uh, clay or something. And so, you know, there was a hierarchy of vocations. There was religious workers, missionaries. Uh, is there anyone else on that list? The Pope, but that was filled. <laughs> and uh, and then like these other things that were like, I mean, they weren't evil. I wasn't a prostitute, but I guess that was evil. But not really. Anyway, um, we won't go there. But there was like evil things and then there, but there was these things that weren't superior. And it took me a long time to shake that one off because, mm -hmm. and we did become miss missionaries, mm -hmm. uh, kind of aid worker missionaries. Um, 
And that's about doing stuff. And that's probably better than thinking. But it also means you have a list of things you're constantly going through. Like, okay, am I did I did I do enough for the Lord? Am I am I exhausted? No, then I didn't do enough. Um, do people go? How do you do it? You're burning the candle at both ends, and you go, praise Jesus. You know, um, that's true. Yeah. And uh, and even even so, even though I kind of went well, maybe I don't have to wear myself out and kill myself, and it's okay to have a day off and live in North America. Because uh, I still kind of had it in the back of my head that your vocation was important. And so I took a lot of pride in that I worked with at-risk youth or vulnerable adults or because it was a higher calling than, um, I don't know, tax collector. Uh, <laughs> and I think we're, so the latest shift I've had in my deconstructing things is going, uh, God is God is really just love. All the other things and and what we're to do is love. And and uh Kierkegaard calls it sorge, which is uh love with care attached to it. Mm. So it's not just about people per se, but actually doing loving the things you're doing, but also with care and caring for people. And uh I kind of had an epiphany. We were in the pub uh my, my co-workers and they're you know, there's a Buddhist there and party girl. And uh, and we were, I went, this is the kingdom of God. We're sitting in a pub. Uh, they all enjoy each other. We enjoy being, like, I love going, okay, when the alarm goes off, I don't really love going to work. But once I get in the car, I'm like, yeah, I get to go to work and hang out with some people that are doing, uh, I mean, our job's not very glamorous. Like, there's poo on us lots of times because uh, we have non-toileting kids. So, uh, but we get to work together and we really love each other's per and we're not the same. We are thrown together just kind of like churches. You know, <laughs> it's not like your best friends or whatever that you picked. It's like we're thrown. Uh, and uh, so I think what I realized is the only vocation I have is to love God and love others. And I know the VSB says I'm hired for other things, but my job is to actually care for people and be a loving type person and in, in, in exchange take and receive love from people that are at work and so when we're sitting in a pub and joking with each other and teasing each other and all that and someone came in and something really bad had happened immediately everyone's concerned and moves to how are we going to help you with these things and um i just was aware like that is the kingdom of god that i've longed for all my life mm -hmm. is care yeah and so uh my job is really to care for my kid and to do it well because there's there's uh you know you know that it's important to yeah it's to do the job well care for him well and also be a a, a person that uh is is for my coworkers, right and so i think our vocations are really no matter what you're doing to do things with care mm. so if you're a painter paint carefully and with passion and it's and god doesn't have a hierarchy there on vocations and carol and i talked about this a bitch too bitch too not bitch too uh oops i tried really hard not to swear today damn uh, that doesn't count that's okay doesn't, doesn't count doesn't count any 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 kind of belief we're going to have or theology we're going to have about vocation has to work 
for everybody, including the vast majority of people that don't have options for their vocation. I do. I can go around and like my personality types this. I probably shouldn't be a banker because uh, it would be bad. Uh, but lots of people in the world don't have that choice. And the gospel has to work for them, too. But everyone can care and everyone can be a person of love and ex and expand that thing. And so part of being in that milieu at work has led me to really believe that, you know, uh, the kingdom of God's coming as as love conquers and care conquers more and more and more hatred and division yeah. and destruction. And so that every day when I go to work, I'm part of that process now of, well, not every day, there's some days I'm a little off. But basically, most of the time, the general general movement is towards furthering this thing so is the world becoming a more loving or more caring uh not in big strokes but just in not losing it when the kid poops on you or something and then also laughing with our friends or making coffee or there's just so many ways i'm shown care every day by my fellow uh, uh, my buddhist friends always talk to me about have you heard the new peter ends and like he's interested in what i'm interested in and then i talk to him about how he's really buff or something <laughs> but it, yeah basically uh, that's my vocation is is love and so to the degree that i'm loving i'm doing well in my vocation and to the degree i'm not i'm not yeah. and yeah despite what your job description is it's that and despite what our theology is it's that and, yeah uh, so yeah Wow, beautifully said, Gore. Thank you. Um, I, I, this, this, the, how did Mother Teresa say it? It's doing little things with big, big love. I think it's not that we're called to do big things, but even little things with big, big love and big heart. And that's what I'm here hearing. So, how can we uh, pray for you? Oh, well, uh, I th I think it's 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 uh I'm aware of these things more and more and more, and uh just to be just to be kind of aware of that when it's kind of like wow, um the other thing too is we have a great team but they get broken up all the time, hmm. you know like because you know people seniority and things like that but right now it's been a, a really amazing place to be, and to carry that on into the things where that's maybe not always as amazing. Because there is, we had a person join our team, and they didn't really fit like the, with the rest of us. And I was kind of like, "Oh man, this kind of sucks." I liked it better when I could be rude, and uh, you know, not have someone like ah, that's not politically correct or whatever. And and uh, but then realizing, oh, that's that's a deficiency in me, because I still need to love and care for that person. So I mean, I guess that it would extend out to, you know, some of the people that I find annoying like anyone that's a Republican. Uh, my wife, when she's... <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Sorry, did I... Yeah, I'm more evil that way. She's more... <laughs> that it would permeate more through more of, where, more of the people that I come in contact with and more of my life rather than just... I figured it out at work. And I haven't necessarily figured it out at how do I deal with people that are the exact opposite me where I think they're crazy, you know, like, and I think that's, that's a real challenge. I think about being in the body of Christ is that uh, I remember we were in the UK actually, 
there was a guy that was a director of the Bank of Scotland, so that would be normally not my favorite person. Uh, and he was a lovely person, amazing guy. And then there was another guy that was the guy that founded the Occupy London thing. So, and they were friends, like, and genuinely friends too. And they tease each other about you, yeah. you know, yeah. you fascist and you commie. <laughs> but basically it was still one of those things where uh, that's how love wins is that you can envelop people with differing views about everything and, and have a respect for each other. And at the same time, not have to capitulate all the time if, of something you feel strongly about. So that would be the big challenge for me is like, yeah beautiful well i'd like to pray for you and uh if anybody would like to oh oh yeah that's right that is true it's minor detail um yeah, yeah so uh we'll so pray you haven't, i'll take it right now yeah yeah <laughs> heads heads bowed eyes closed is up <laughs> oh yeah just do never you do have that. a kid is anyone here have a kid no never come uh, to the never come to the altar on the bad <laughs> wait till they get to the i lose my temper occasionally okay so um yeah just invite anybody to come up and uh just bless gord and pray for him um ye And if the rest of you feel so inclined, you could just stretch your hands towards him. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for this story, for this, uh, for the gift of, of uh, Gord and Carol to our church body and their family. Thank you for the richness and the texture and the the many layers of their lives and many that's just been woven to the fabric of who they are. And and we are blessed uh, because of it. Thank you for where you place Gord. Thank you, Lord, that he's as much a sent one there as any missionary or apostle. That he's there because you sent him. As, as, as the Father sent me, I send you. And then you breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit to bring peace, to be a bringer of peace. I just thank you for that cry in his heart. Not a peace that ignores or denies difference or variety and diversity, but actually embraces it all. Embraces that diversity. So I thank you, Lord, that you say, blessed are the peacemakers. For theirs, they shall be called, it says the mature, the literal Greek is the mature children of God, sons and daughters of God. So we cry out to you, Lord. We just hear his cry just for, for that peacemaking to be in the midst of a very divided world and even though it doesn't necessarily seem so sharp here north of the border it's still very deep very real cuts through families and churches and organizations and we need i just sense such a, a there's an eldership on you gord uh wisdom and eldership just 
that's just been through some hard stuff, having to deal with what you've seen in the church. And, and even though you've had to go through de deconstruction, I see just a healthy uh, building as well of God's building, which is love. And so we just are excited about this season and this time. We ask you, Lord, for his request for grace when the staff isn't exactly the perfect team that he would pick. Lord, you often do that. You do that in our churches. You do that in our home groups. Good Lord, you even do it in our families. You stick someone in our family and you go, why did you do that, Lord? God, you're just, you just do that because you want, this life is about learning how to love. And so I, I pray that you'll just give him grace and wisdom just to find that line of balance of between boundaries and grace and just all that. Not that they're opposite to each other, but they're often two sides of the same coin. And we just ask for this kidney. We just pray for your provision. And all that goes around that. I know there's. it's not just about the provision of a kidney. There's just so much, so much that needs to be, to fall into place and to be provided and, and timing and, and, and his own, his own body. And, and Lord God, we just pray in the name of Jesus for a new season, a new lease on his life and 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 even do a miracle hmm. lord we just say that you're still the god who heals yahweh rofe i am the lord that heals you so touch him body soul and spirit jesus name bless carol bless his family bless his children grandkids now bless them lord Thank you that they will pass on the story faithfully. Damn. The right story. Let's thank you, Lord. Uh, I had a picture, Gord, of you uh, waving a flag, and that reminded me of uh, I've been reading in Exodus, Moses came through the Red Sea. And he brought these guys out of very much oppression. And and I believe this is correct, but he built an altar that said, Lord, our banner. But anyway, the picture I have of you is the waving the flag. And I know historically in the Old Testament, when you wave a flag, it's kind of a signal for people to come. So, Father, I just sense on Gord and Carol, but particularly Gord, because I had that vivid image, that you have a voice. And you've doubted your voice. You've doubted it. But the Lord is saying today, I have given you a gift and the gift is your voice. And you are going to call people. You're going to rally people to love. Just exactly what you believe and what you live. And you have a flag in your hand. It is the flag of God. It's God, our banner. A lot of people can't see that flag because, um, you know, the, the walls of the church block them from seeing the flag and so we bless your home because your home is a gathering place 
And I just thank you, God, that from this place forward, if you're calling Gord, you're calling Carol to be gatherers and to wave the flag and to call people to love, then you're going to equip them to do it. You're going to give him that kidney. He's going to be well in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of light in whom there's no shadow. There's no shadow. There's no shadow in it. Every good and perfect gift comes from God who is light. So I thank you for the good gifts that you've called Gord to and that he has a voice and you're going to start moving him forward in, in confidence to have discernment to call people to love in Jesus' name. I think that the thing I like the, the best about you is uh, how much we look alike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of your best qualities. <laughs> yeah, we both like Tool. That's actually, that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, actually, the thing I like the most about you is that you are... Uh, one of the kindest people I know that also doesn't give a shit what people think. And I think that's a really excellent quality. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, so so you didn't swear but Mark did. So there we go. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Mark, that's, Mark, that's just an act of intercession, how you just stepped in there in the gap for him. That's good. No, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, Gord. Thank you. Thank you a lot.